Welcome back to the coffee shop. World Cup coffee and tea to be specific. Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. I'm Oregon Music News Editor Tom D'Antoni and joining me here today in the cupping room is the owner of the Alberta Rose Theater, Joe Cawley. The Alberta Rose has been an important part of Oregon's music scene since Thursday, June 24th, 2010, when he opened what had been a church, a couple of different movie theaters, but mostly had been abandoned for a long time before he bought it. It's known for its Americana, acoustic, and blues show, and it's also a home to many of the Wanderlust Circus events. It's a friendly place, very aware, and a great part of the Alberta Arts District. Matter of fact, it's turned out to be the anchor. Let's talk to Joe Cawley, shall we? Joe, welcome to the cupping room. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, the last time we actually did one of these kinds of things was back when before you were open. Yeah. I remember yeah. I remember standing there with a, a cassette tape recorder. Yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. In 2010. <laughs> yeah. And and you were going nuts. Yeah. 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 It's it's, uh, it's been just over five years now since we've been putting on shows. Wow. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you caught me at a good time. August, we slowed down a little bit, so uh-huh. I've been able to take a little bit of a break. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with how things are going. Wow. So are you, like, the sole proprietor? I am. Wow. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's all on you. It's all on me, uh, which I'm okay with that. My my last business before I opened this one, uh, I was in the recycling industry for 20-something years, and uh, I think I had 14 business partners when Jeez. I decided to leave. So I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy doing it solo. Um, you know, I feel I have Adam East, my talent buyer, who's yeah. been with me since the beginning, since before we even found the building. Really, and. Um, so, you know, I feel like I have a good partner and, and the rest of my staff as well. But uh, I don't feel totally alone. But it is on me, for sure, yeah. financially. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to get into such a business? Yeah. It will always be. <laughs> yeah. Well, recycling's not very stable either. Really? Um, wow. But, yeah, I mean, I had been uh, putting on house concerts. Yeah. Uh, the free time that I had during my recycling days, my vacations I would spend volunteering at music festivals, stage managing, booking, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a huge music fan, uh, listening to, you know, mostly like K-Boo, the Song Circle stuff, yeah. uh, Laurie Sonnenfeld, Robin Shanti. Uh-huh. Uh, those guys turned me on to so much music over the last 20 years. Um, going to shows at the Aladdin mostly. Uh-huh. The Aladdin was a big influence on me. But uh, I just really needed to do something different. And uh, I actually come from a hospitality background. I grew up in restaurants. and In and- Portland? Uh, East Coast. I grew up in uh, on an island in New Jersey. Really? What and, island? Um, Long Beach Island. Where is that? It's in South Jersey. Really? Yeah. Just north of Atlantic City. Ah. 
little barrier island. And uh, so, yeah, I grew up. My mom was in the restaurant business. I grew up in restaurants. I almost became a chef. I almost went to school for that until I revolted and moved to the West Coast. And uh, so that hospitality background uh, paired with my uh, wanting to entertain people and and put on shows. Uh, I, I learned a long time ago I was never going to be a great musician, ah. but I could. I knew how to put a show on. What do you play? I was playing guitar and yeah. mandolin, yeah. And, you know, but I was never that good. And I, I did end up uh, taking drum lessons and Catone uh-huh. Lyles, Joe Janiga, huh. playing in Afro-Cuban bands uh-huh. around town. And, and, uh, and then I opened the theater, and I, I don't think I've played my drums once wow. since in five years, you know. But, um, but anyway, I paired my hospitality background with my business skills yeah. and, and my knack for kind of creating an environment for people to enjoy themselves. And, uh, but there was a need. I knew there was a need for a mid-sized seated room uh-huh. in Portland for many years. Um, and so this – it had – been brewing for a long time it was about a 10-year wow process um kind of timing wasn't right for a while there but yeah so it wasn't it was it was a long time when things got bad pardon me you got into it when things got bad yeah 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 (laughs) it but you know uh, in some ways, that's good because I was able to tie up the property. And uh, even though in five years ago, people were telling me Alberta was too far out. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I had a couple other places I was looking at, but that was the first place I looked at, if you can believe. I wanted a midsize. I wanted an old movie theater, yeah. and there's not a lot of those left. No. And... Um, yeah, if you can believe that that is the first place I looked at, wow. and it was exactly what I had been dreaming about uh-huh. for at least five years, the actual room. I think I've had dreams of that actual really? room. Yeah. So, yeah, things really kind of came together for me once I decided to do it. It was about a year before I actually opened. I traveled looking at venues up and down the West Coast. Uh-huh writing my business plan, yeah. getting, you know, doing all my homework and research on what the musicians wanted, what yeah. customers wanted out of a venue. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of planning went into this. Yeah. 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 yeah, it wasn't an overnight kind of uh, thing that happened. It was yeah. long-term yeah. planning. Yeah, for sure. So you're a Jersey kid. I am. Were you a Springsteen kid? Not so much. Because the stereotype is that everybody in New Jersey. Yeah, it's funny. I actually like, I appreciate him more now than ever. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, growing up, not so much, actually. Huh. Yeah. Who did you like? Um, I have a brother who's 10 years older than me, so I it was the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, um, Aerosmith. Wow. You know, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> early influences. Beatles, for sure. That was probably yeah. my earliest influence. Yeah. Um, I think I even had a, a little heavy metal time there. Every kid. 
punk was for about a, a year going to South punk Street in Philly. Is that you right? know, yeah. Punk was good. You ever see the Ramones? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then the Grateful Dead took over my world when I was uh, about fifteen. You so. could do a lot worse. Yeah. 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 And really, that probably. I mean, if it wasn't for the Grateful Dead, I probably wouldn't have ended up in Oregon. Really? Yeah, to some degree. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have probably made it to the West Coast. Huh. Yeah. Huh. You weren't a you weren't a deadhead, were you? you oh yeah. You you really traveled? Oh, yeah. My mom used to let me take the first couple of weeks off of high school to go on the spring tour. Wow. Spring tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old were you? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. What an yeah. what an education. Yeah, must have had. I don't think she really knew what was going on. <laughs> Probably but a good thing. She, she she believed in me and trusted me. So. <laughs> well, you ended up okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope she would think so. <laughs> Did you get to the last concert? No, uh, no. Yeah, didn't did shame. not. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you remember like the the first day you walked into the building. Yeah. You know, before you got it, what was yeah. that? Did you? Did, was it like? Did you? Was, was it uh, love at first sight? <laughs> uh, it was on on a some deep level. Like I said, yeah. it, it was. I've had uh -huh. when I walked into the room, uh, I knew that I had pictured this. And yeah. It was exactly what I wanted. It was really run down. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. So there wasn't a lot of. Uh, it, it was just a shell, and it needed a lot of work, and so it was a little scary to think about how I was going to turn that around and, and make it into something. Do you uh, have any experience at that? Um, I mean, you know, in I, I have a lot of business experience, and the recycling, my recycling time, I, I went through a lot of yeah. uh, planning. But I mean, I mean transforming a building. Sort of. I mean, I've put in heavy equipment into, you know, but not so much, uh, not a, a theater. Yeah. Um, but luckily for me, I have a lot of amazing friends who yeah. are very, very talented. And I had them uh, there ready to help. I had a contractor who I'd known for 25 years who was a good friend of mine. We owned a business, a recycling business together many years ago. So, and to be honest, I don't think I could have done it on my budget um, in my timeline that I needed without yeah. my community. Yeah. I mean, there was just no way. It would have cost me twice as much. Wow. I mean, we were working around the clock uh -huh. for three months to open, wow. and no one else would do that. Or if they did, I would have had to pay so much money. Right. I mean, so really it was a labor of love, and my friends really stepped up to, to help. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, um, so it's uh, uh, what what were there seats in there already? There was yeah, there were seats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, most of them are from the 1920s. Yeah. So we had to reupholster everything. Uh, we you know we pretty much had to gut it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All new plumbing, electrical, everything. stage. Yeah. Fix the walls, reupholster the seats, <laughs> put in the bar, the bathrooms, right. sound system. <laughs> well, you know what? I remember when I 
when, when I did that piece back then, uh, uh, how amazing it was to find out the history of that place. Yeah. And then I was calling around, and uh, I, I forget who I called first, but he said, you should call Carlton Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called Carlton Jackson, and he says, well, when I was 12 years old, I was a projectionist yeah, in there, and I'm going, like, I'm a paradiso, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and then to you know to, to come back and play in the same in the same in the same place it's good that's a good thing yeah it's a good thing cool. it really uh, you know sort of ties it ties it all together in yeah a way, I, you know? I mean it was out of the public eye for a long time because it was uh, it was derelict for many years and then it was a church for over twenty years yeah. so yeah um and it, which was perfect for me because it was a new old thing yeah. That, no one had really been in and to be honest it's not much from the outside i kind of like it that way because uh -huh. when people come in then they're really surprised at how you know beautiful yeah. and homey yeah. and comfortable it is absolutely so um and, and uh so the story goes and may i I'm, you probably know more than i because it's i think a lot of the stuff is the stuff of legend but um that uh, it was the first a movie theater to show like because yeah, nobody else would show it. True. It was a black movie. It's true. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, the original, yeah. the guy who owned it. Yeah, I know. He's still around. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Garnett. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he does claim he was the only black movie theater owner west of the Mississippi. Yeah. And he was able to get all those first run black exploitation films yeah. back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. He's a hip guy. He's still around actually. Yeah. Uh he comes to visit us. He's huh. upper eighties, maybe early nineties uh -huh. now. Sharp as attack, dresses <laughs> to the nines every time you see him. He's just he's a real nice guy. What what remnants of the projection room did, did were still Anything left? Nothing, just nothing really. Okay. Just just the shell. No, there wasn't anything left in there. It was, uh, no no goodies up in the attic <laughs> rafters, you know. But uh, you know, we actually tried to bring some of those movies back with Harvey as our host. Uh, we got a lot of press, and and uh, oh, we I think we did Superfly, we did Shaft, uh, maybe one other one. But no one came out to support it, oh. and so uh, I was kind of hoping that... When was that? It was a couple of years ago. Not too bad. Yeah. The soul music is so big now, you know, the big, big revival. Yeah, I mean, we really needed his community to come out and support him. Right. You know, he was really stepping out there, and, and he loved it. I mean, this yeah. guy is a natural. He's so good with people. He's got so many stories, you know, but, uh, yeah, no one came out, so we had to pull the plug on that one. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> so, so as you're, as you're doing this and, and, and you're planning, you obviously, since you had everything else buttoned down, uh, you knew what musical direction you wanted to take, correct? Yeah, I had a, a base of what I wanted, uh -huh. which was more acoustic, roots, yeah. Americana kind of music, perfect for seated audiences. You know, part of it for me was going out, well, going to the Aladdin if the act wasn't quite big enough and the room's only half full. You know, not a great experience for people. Yeah. The other option was going to a place 
and standing for three hours, which uh, nobody, nobody likes. Isn't, unless yeah, you're unless so you're unless you're twenty years old, twenty one years old. Nobody either. Likes. So uh, yeah, more the acoustic roots, Americana uh, type music. That was my core. Yeah. So I probably had about five, six hundred acts that we started wow. contacting. Yeah. Uh, it was hard. We did, at first we didn't even have a place yet. Yeah. I mean we. Um, and then the new kid on the block, it's always difficult. Right. So, uh, you know, we're a 400-seat venue. We didn't know how, really how it would work, uh, even uh -huh. being half full or yeah. or even less. But um, we uh, we started out with that, that kind of, those genres, because that's the music that I knew. Uh -huh. And Adam just picked up the uh, torch and sure. carried it forward for me. And, you know, we started booking those bands, but what, and it was great. We uh -huh. were successful. People, the artists were so happy to have a room. We catered to them. You know, we took care of them. Yeah. Beautiful backstage, beautiful stage. Yep. Um, and But it wasn't enough. There's just not enough of the, those yeah. audience members, right. that, you know. Right. But it was a good start, uh -huh. um, and so that need was fulfilled. There was a, certainly a need for that. Yeah. Uh, what we grew into was more a pretty diverse performing arts venue, yeah. you know, independent, doing a lot of shows that uh, other venues wouldn't even think about. Uh -huh. um, we but, had the big stage. We had the high ceilings. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot that we could do. We like what, doing, like what, for instance, what, 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 uh, well, what sticks out? Uh, early on, I think uh, Whitebird was probably uh -huh. one of the first. Oh, we yeah. did uh, one yeah. of their uncaged shows uh -huh. at our place. Great experience. Uh -huh. uh, amazing people. You know, just yeah. real family there. So that was a good experience. And then the circus, uh, we kind of started. Oh, yes. We're on Alberta, so there was I know. that. And it was. I started meeting some people. Including but, Noah. Yeah, Mickens. of course. Noah yeah, Mickens. Our, our good friend Noah Mickens. Yes. So, who, was, who was the second one of these that we Yeah. <laughs> well, he had videos. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, with Wanderlust Circus, we started doing some shows. Uh -huh. And um, it was the perfect venue for it and, and um just a great fit personality wise with, uh -huh. with noah and his crew so we started doing that uh lots of circus shows uh circus with music yeah that kind of thing and and their christmas shows well yeah and yeah. we do uh well we have the white album christmas yes. which is coming up uh End of November, early de early December. John, is John Averill still involved? Yeah, with John Averill's uh, the Nowhere Band, uh -huh. bunch of March Fourthers, yeah. and then yeah. the Wanderlust Circus, right? <laughs> uh, where we play the whole White Album, stage left, the Nowhere Band does, and then stage right, there's a circus going on. Yeah. So very successful. We're doing eight shows this year. Wow, eight sold out shows. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and then we do the Circus Carol with Wanderlust and Three Leg Torso. I love that. That is so amazing. That is just a yeah. wonderful show. So that's been special. Now yeah. they're taking that uh, around the northwest to yeah. other yeah. cities. Are you uh, going to have? Oh, will you have that again this year, though? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. 
Um, and then I started a circus and comedy festival, the Umbrella Festival. Yeah. And that was to kind of I I've been going to the Oregon Country Fair since I was eighteen. Wow. And I just took love you so the vaudeville. What took you so long? <laughs> I mean you're well, on the road with the dead. As I 15. moved here, I don't even think I got the portal okay, and right. stopped at the country <laughs> fair, yeah. But you know, the vaudeville I was just mesmerized and yeah. so entertained. Yeah. And so yeah. it was this natural thing for me. I was like, yes, I want to support this and help this grow. Yeah. And we had all these talented people in Portland. So, but there wasn't a, a venue. And, and then I was, there was a need for a place for people to come perform while they're traveling in the States. Uh -huh. um, so we started the Umbrella Festival of Circus and Comedy. It's in April beginning of April and we tie it in with the moisture festival in Seattle. Uh -huh. And then, our, you know, we, they help us share some artists yeah. so we can share costs. Yeah. And so these performers are coming in from all over the world. Now they get uh -huh. to play in Seattle at the moisture wow. festival. Then they come down to Portland for yeah. the umbrella festival. Yeah. And then our friends are slowly putting together, hopefully another festival in San Francisco wow. after ours. Uh -huh. So there'll be this whole traveling yeah. festival. Circuit. Doesn't Miss Kitty do her, her thing at yeah, your place we, now? Uh, she finally moved over. That's you great. Know, she's a good friend of ours. And we've been trying to get her there for a while. That's, she's great. But, uh, I, did a t I did a TV story on her one time yeah. where I shot, I, I, I shot her herself at Lisa and Miss Kitty oh. and I split it right down the middle <laughs> and, we, and I shot the questions and then shot the answers it was really really funny <laughs> yeah she is just uh, an amazing woman and she yeah. puts on a great show yeah she moved over last year and her shows are have, have just been knocking it out yeah. of the park yeah. I miss the Flat Mountain Girls yeah, yeah. that was a great band yeah <laughs> she's got a real good house band now yeah? yeah. Oh yeah, she told me she she did did one of these too. Yeah. <laughs> so we love Lisa. Yeah. Uh, well, we were pretty full already, but uh, like we're booked through the end of the year at this point and yeah. into spring. So uh, over these five years, uh, with a combination of just returning artists, um, yeah. some of these shows self-produced or locally uh -huh. produced shows that we help with, our schedule is is pretty full. Uh -huh. Um. So we were happy that when we were able to kind of get her on the books. Yeah. And yeah. Do you have one sound person generally? Is there, uh, is there, is there one person who really yeah. knows that room so well they can dial it in? Yeah. Um. It didn't start out like that, unfortunately. You know, you got to kind of yeah. run yeah. through. I mean, we I had a list of people. Scott McGee used to fill in yeah. for us too. Yeah. Uh, lots, of, probably lots of people that you know. Yeah. But um, Graham Nystrom was our first full-time uh -huh. engineer, um, and then he went on to work for OPB. Had some health yeah. issues, and then now he's he's moved back down south to uh -huh. Southern California, yeah. working for a theater company. Um, but he replaced himself with a, a gentleman we met at the country fair who runs the main stage. Uh -huh. And uh, our goal is to have one full-time person. Yeah. It's hard. People yeah. want to go on tour with somebody for a little right. while or right. do their special, special projects. Or now, there wasn't a whole lot you could do acoustically with that room, was there? 
Um, or was it a lot better? I mean, you know, how, how, how did you do that? I mean, what did you, what did you have to do? We did, we had to do a lot of soundproofing. Uh-huh. Um, and then just over the years we have, you know, replaced equipment with, with uh-huh. higher quality, uh-huh. uh, speakers. So it's a matter more of gear than it is architecture. It's both. Yeah. It's both. Um, you know, it was, and, and also it really comes down to the engineer. That's that's sure. That's a big part of it. Sure. Um, because we do a lot of blue shows, loud blue shows. Yeah. And uh, you know, as long as they don't all have their amps cranked up, yeah. and it sounds. Oh yeah, right. It Try that. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not gonna. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. So it's all you know. <laughs> it's you have to finesse a room like that because it yeah. is so live. Yeah. Um, and that's why we, we do a lot of shows with the symphony offshoot groups, yeah. Third Angle, yes. Fear No Music, right. Chamber Music Northwest. Yeah. They they love doing shows there. Yeah. Uh, with no sound amplification, no sound yes. support, and it's just incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you get uh, those, how do you get a loud guitar player to turn his amp down? Yeah, it's hard <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I won't name names. There's you don't have a couple to. that we will never uh, have back. But <laughs> um, yeah, there you know, there's ways we we've learned to communicate. Well, like yeah. we yeah. really take pride in having engineers who can communicate yeah. well. But anything can happen. Anything, anything can, happen. can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. But they want it to sound good usually too. Unless, yeah. You know, yeah. And you have lots of benefits there. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, along with like the circus arts, um, another thing that just naturally happened for us, because we're a little too big for a lot of the local bands. Uh-huh. And so it has to be a special kind of show for more of the local bands to, to get enough people in yeah. there and make it, yeah. make it worthwhile. So CD releases, special yeah. shows, benefits. I mean, I've seen a lot of benefits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's a great room for that. Right, this has been some amazing nights. That night uh, of that show for Jan- for Janice Scroggins, yeah, was unforgettable. It was, it was unbelievable. It really was. Yeah, there's something in that room is can just be magic. On and I'll, I'll never ever forget Thera Memory. Yeah, stand there, and nobody. I mean, he he went on and on and. That was you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, I mean, people were hanging on every word uh, yeah. when he was talking about Janice. It was great. It was a great, yeah. great experience. It's a pretty special room, and like I don't know, it's, uh, it can really adapt to what uh-huh. is needed. With the, yeah. uh, it's just an intimate but big enough to like, yeah, make it worthwhile. Um, yeah. So yeah, we do a lot of benefits, um, like our annual. Well, it's for the Jeremy Wilson Foundation, uh-huh. the next waltz that we Always, started doing, yeah, yeah. Uh, self-produced with Jeff Rosenberg yep. and Adam East in yep. the Alberta Rose. Yep. Um, the next waltz, so we do two nights now, Thanksgiving uh-huh. weekend, we recreate the band's last concert, the yep. last waltz, yep. and um, we thought it was going to be a one-year thing. Yeah, uh, We use all local Portland musicians uh-huh. to play all the parts and and um lots of guest singers like 
and it's just incredible. But we raise a lot of money for Jeremy Wilson Foundation mm -hmm. and the Oregon Food Bank. So that's kind of our annual yeah. one. Those shows sell out every yeah. year. Yeah. People fly in now from all over the country for, yeah. that, for those shows. Um, yeah, we have a lot of special ones. Uh, yeah. And, all right, so you're getting ready to open. It's like yeah. that's the that's the that's the that's when we we, we, we we stood there in the middle of the of the theater and talked. Um, how do you think you handled that? Were you all right? Uh, I think I was all right. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I'm a, kind of a workaholic, so uh -huh. I was pretty used to that. So um, did you enjoy it? Did you do you because look a lot of people thrive on stress yeah i'm, I think I'm I looking do. at i'm looking at myself here yeah uh, <laughs> i do yeah i yeah, thrive yeah. on stress yeah. yeah yeah i mean that opening day it was uh last thursday june uh -huh. 2010 yeah we had march 4th uh, yes. which our friends they were happy to have a place uh that they could play on alberta because that was where they sure. were yeah. birth, yeah. essentially so we had them. They marched down I was uh, there. Alberta Street yeah. into the theater with <laughs> 400 people, and we had ourselves a party. But uh, the literally the stainless steel bar counter was was still being drying. The clamps were on it <laughs> 10 minutes before we opened the doors that night. So it was it was unbelievable that you know we actually. It's not how close you come to the deadline. It's making the it's deadline. We made it, too. We did make it. Unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, I – it was a labor of love. I mean, I really only had room in my life for those first few years for the theater. Wow. I mean, I was working 80, 90 hours a week right. around the clock, Jeez. doing everything. I mean, I could be – Doing the door, you know, cleaning the bathrooms, doing the box office, doing all the office work, all the maintenance, and then bartending and house managing that same night. So uh, I still have those 12, 15, 16 hour days yeah. sometimes. But, but uh, now you have some help? You got some help That's now. Good. Uh, but, you know, it enabled to. To be able to survive, especially early on, it's yeah. not like we, I had deep pockets. I mean, yeah. I put everything on the line to open this business, wow. and and it was going to work one way or another. Right. You know? yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, we hung in there. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, it's it certainly is a, is is on the map, and it's 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 everybody. Every, you know, I mean, not, I I've never heard a bad word about the Alberta yeah. Rose Theater. You know, really. Well, I hear people complain. Hear. I hear people complain about this and about that. Nobody yeah. ever complains about not the enough Alberta bathrooms. Yeah, you know, whatever. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> Only old people like me who have to pee all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that about a year or so ago, you were you were doing some construction in there. Yeah. Uh, are, do you still have to for the, the rest of the building? Yeah. So the balcony, the Alberta Rose does. It originally had a balcony. Yeah. Um, it was closed in the 60s, I think, late 60s, and uh, and we had to pretty much wall it off. Uh -huh. uh, they wouldn't let us use it because it, it needed another exit. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had an illegal stairway that was built in there before Jeez. we took it over. <laughs> 
And originally I had a, a, the second exit was a fire escape outside, which it's hard to put those back after yeah. they're taken down. Yeah. So we had to re-engineer everything and actually put in another stairwell at uh, the other end. We have uh -huh. one in the lobby, and now we have another one at the far end of the bar. Uh -huh. wasn't originally there, so it was yeah. quite a bit of figuring that out. Uh -huh. uh, so that is there now. The upstairs is we, – we use it. We have offices. We use it for production, uh, lots of video. We have the whole buildings wired, and we have – so we can plug in – uh, cameras uh -huh. up in a control room. So one room is like a control room, spotlights, uh -huh. recording window, uh -huh. um, uh, extra green room if we need it, yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, and now the last three summers we in the in the summer we'll have uh, Sound Roots Music Schools been uh -huh. using it. Uh -huh. So the kids, there's three big rooms up there. The kids have been having their classes, and then they have their concert on That's Friday. That's great. During the day. Yeah. Um, do you ever look in on those? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do a lot of those. We how, also, how old are the Rock kids? Rock and Roll Camp for Girls does yeah. their concert. They just had their last one but yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the summer. But, uh, yeah, it's a great room for that. And yeah. what I feel like, you know, it's hard having 400 kids in there. Anywhere, anywhere. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like we're we're kind of uh, training the next yeah. level, the next generation of music lovers. Absolutely. And, they, and a lot of those kids can say, "I played at the Alberta Rose when yeah. I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are we are working on the balcony. Um, mm -hmm. So we got the stairs in. That was kind of a big piece of that puzzle. Uh -huh. And now uh, we're working on the plans. We're starting to meet with the city uh -huh. on what they're going to actually let us do up there. And are you ever going to put it in? Uh, it's going to my. It, it really depends on what the city. If they, if you had, if you had your way. Yeah, my my plan is to have. It's going to be like a big skybox. So. Oh yeah. I, I want to have seats along the original front of the balcony uh -huh. and then behind that two flat levels with railings with tables uh -huh. so people a lot of our shows uh people would want a table yes to sit at absolutely you know? uh have private bar service upstairs, uh -huh. maybe have some booths built in on the sides kind of a thing, but a little different feel, not as many bolted down seats, a little more yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. VIP-ish yeah. kind of skybox yeah, yeah. feeling. Sounds great. Yeah, so that's the plan for that. Uh, you got a target date for that? Well, this month uh, we're meeting – by the end of the month we should have a pretty good idea from the city on what – They'll let us do capacity-wise. Uh -huh. I'm hoping it's going to be about another 100, 120 uh, uh -huh. capacity. Yeah, Great. but we'll see. They've changed a lot of the rules since we've opened, actually. But um, <laughs> what, what a shock! <laughs> so that's the first step, and then yeah. it's just penciling out to see what how that's going to pay off over uh -huh. the next 10 years or so. Yeah. So you got a pretty good uh, uh, September coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we, we even do. at the end of, of August, you got Bill Frizzell coming in. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. That's really exciting. So exciting. Did you see? He did contacted you, us. Did you see our piece on Bill Frizzell? Yeah. I'll, I'll rerun that again. Uh, I would love because that. Because yeah. 
you have to see, you have to actually, you should hear it. You should go on the site. Everybody should go on the site and search for and listen to his amazing dream, the dream that changed his entire life. I had him on KMHD one time, and he had an album out called Dreamers. And, you know, as you know, I don't make up, I don't write down questions or anything. And so we're talking, right? And if you know, you've met, have you met him? No. Oh, my God. What a, what a, what a, just, he's like Mr. Empathy. He's a big guy, very soft spoken. Anyway, so I, during the course of our conversation, I go, What do you dream about? And he told me this dream that changed his entire life. And, um, uh, and, and, and the thing was, it wasn't recorded. So when he came back into town last time, I, I got him on, uh, on Skype and said, Could you please tell that again? So it, it, it exists. Uh, there, and plus, it was in our our uh, jazz festival issue right. for, of the magazine. So uh, that's great. That's a, yeah. That's a I'm great excited. Show. He contacted us. He's doing a video project, so uh, we'll be recording yeah. that whole evening. Wow. Well, he you know, he comes to Portland to record with Tucker Martin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. We know he's just gonna have. Oh, it'll be great. A lot of special guests in yeah. his band. It's just gonna that's be amazing. For that. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I see you've got Ramblin' Jack. Yeah, Ramblin' Jack. Is, uh, Jack. He's become a good friend of ours. This is <laughs> the third or fourth time we've had him in yeah. five years. Uh, so Ramblin' Jack's coming back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, I were, we had uh, our first show with him. We had Denver, the local band, yeah. Denver open. They actually called us and said we have to open for Ramblin' Jack. <laughs> so uh, we thought. Well, we did it, and it was a sold-out show, yeah. beautiful night, lots of younger audience, music Interesting. Uh, yeah. lovers came out to pay their respects to this man, sure. you know, with his history and what he's done for music, yeah. and uh, as I was telling you earlier, yeah. all 400 people stayed to shake Ramblin' Jack's hand <laughs> after the show. And Which he all, loved. Which he absolutely yeah, he loved. loved. It. Yeah, it was, it, and it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he said yeah. he wasn't sure he'd ever gotten that kind of uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. greeting after a show, standing yeah. ovations yeah. when he came out yeah. after a show. It was an incredible night for him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've had him back a couple times and with other artists, and uh, <laughs> Denver's opening for the show again. So we're hoping wow. uh, he's a. He's a he's a great liar. Yeah. He's like one of the best liars yeah. ever. Because you don't you know, he'll tell you a long story, and it doesn't matter if it's not true yeah. or not. It's just not doesn't matter if it's not true. I believe every word he says. <laughs> yes. Is, <laughs> or I want to. There, are, you know, there are lots of people. There are not lots of people. I interviewed Sun Ra one time, and I, he told me he was from the planet Zyrocon. And I just oh. said, okay, wow, okay, okay. sure, why? It makes sense to me. <laughs> Well, R- Ramblin' Jack, I guess he's been rambling those stories for a long time. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he is. He is. They lived in Portland. Yeah, he's got family here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and was a good friend of Keiko, uh, the whale. Yeah. yeah. He used to go down uh, to the Newport to Newport and play for Keiko, and Keiko would like sing with him. He claims. He claims. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I yeah, believe it. <laughs> and what is Roger McGuinn going to do? Is, is he going to have a band with him? He's going to have a band. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, we're excited about that one. That was an Adam East uh, special. Uh-huh. He was, yeah. Adam is super excited. Do you about think he still plays the Rickenbacker? I wonder. I wonder. Of yeah. course he does. We'll He'd see. be crazy not to. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. I bet he does. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I hope he does. But Roger McGuinn, yeah, he's com- coming up. And, uh, yeah, we have so many shows this fall. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, White Album Christmas, The yeah. Circus Carol, Next Waltz. Uh, one of the new things that has happened for us last year is we have all these storytelling shows. Yeah. And they, they're amazing uh, very unique. Every show is different. Uh-huh. We have Mortified, Backfence PDX, uh-huh. Late Night Library, uh, the Mystery Box show, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean they're selling out shows like and you've crazy. got you've got a magic festival coming up. At yeah, the, at the at the end at the, near the end of the month. Is that is that your thing it's or is it not that... our thing? Uh, the guy who puts it on, he's a world famous musician. He does this all over the world. Magician. And, mm-hmm. He's yeah. a magician. So we're going to have some of the top-notch uh, magicians in the world are going to be doing workshops, and it's all family-friendly. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'm excited. And he actually got the city of Portland. The opening day will be like uh, he got the city to declare it like Portland Magic Day <laughs> or something, which is not that hard to do. No, I that. realize that. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It's kind of cool. So we got a magic <laughs> festival. Yeah, and then early spring we'll have our uh, umbrella festival, yeah. circus and comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't understand magic. Even when it's when it's explained, that I still don't. I still don't get it. Because you, you know what? You know, yeah, you're right. You don't have to. Yeah. Why? Because it's magic. Yeah, just enjoy it. For, <laughs> it is magic. Yeah. That's the whole definition of the word. It's yeah. magic. It's good. Yeah. Fine. I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't tell me, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> Just amaze me. Make me laugh. Do exactly. something. Man. You don't have to, do, have to tell me a thing. Well, listen, you have a great building. You have a great place there. And, and uh, you know, I, uh, as, as I've watched it, uh, you know, and, and have talked to you over the years, I just think, you know, you couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And I know you couldn't have worked harder. Probably could not have worked harder. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen me from the beginning. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I appreciate everything that you've done for me and for the music community here in Portland.